Glory to God. I'm so glad to welcome you to church today. All week I have been excited. The Lord has been taking me by his spirit through many, many things and I just feel so enriched. I want somebody to know that God has you in mind. God wants to empower you to rise much higher than you ever thought possible. Today will be that day that you access this thing in Jesus' name. And help me also welcome our online viewers who are not able to worship with us live here. Wherever you are streaming from, in the car, in your office, from another continent, God is going to bless you. You're going to gain insight today. Your life will never be the same again in Jesus' name. I said, let's welcome them. What's going on here? Come on now. Show them some love. Amen. All right. All right. Um, I'm so glad to have this opportunity to bring the gifts of all gifts to this house that I belong to today. I have unwrapped the gift. I have seen it. I know what is there. I'm one, two steps ahead of you, but I know some of you are going to catch up with me and some of you will even overtake me in Jesus' name. I bring you the word of the Lord today as um, I started, I think, three Wednesdays ago. And um, Pastor Me took it to another level. And I have the opportunity this Sunday to talk a bit about it. And you know, God never does anything except he first reveals it to his servant, the prophet. And I spoke to the church. I said, two things God is speaking to me about. Good success and all-around success and insight. It appears that one is the bridge. The other is the destination. If you climb the bridge of insight, come on now you will land on the other side of good success, all-round success in Jesus' name. This evening I bring you, um, it's really a discussion. I'm just going to lead the discussion. I entitle it, Gain Insight. Gain Insight. I take my reading from Proverbs 4 and verse 7, the Good News Translation. I'm going to be moving a little fast because it is quite wide, but I want you to be sure that you have something to contribute. It is an interactive Bible study. Gain insight. Proverbs 4 verse 7, the Good News translation says, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. I don't think any one of us have ever really thought about it. The most important thing you can do. And then he goes on to say, whatever else you get, get insight. My grandmother will say, Koshemani ni insight. You can't do without it, except you're not going to go far in life. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. So we must talk a lot about wisdom in church. We don't talk about wisdom enough. Whatever else you get, get insight. Which means there's nothing like wisdom if you don't have insight. You cannot walk in wisdom if you lack insight. And insight is on different grades. So when I started out, I talked about developing insight. There is insight for a kid. But baby, you ain't a kid anymore. You need to step up on your insight. God will help us to develop our insight in Jesus' name. Now, the first comment I want to make is, when it says, whatever you get, get insight. My comment is, you don't just get to have insight, you gain insight. 
Insight is not what you have. Insight is gain. You don't just have insight. It's not something you have. You gain insight because insight itself is gain. The moment you access insight, you are more from being a loser to being a winner. Nobody said amen. You cannot have insight and remain on the level of your struggle. So insight is not just something you have, you gain it. Because insight itself is gain. So anybody that does not gain insight today, you already have lost. I don't know whether I've published it yet, but it's one of the things I have prepared when I said that if you don't gain insight, you simply lose out. If you don't gain insight, you have lost out. And you will continue to lose out. Why? Because life is in the comparatives. Those that gained it are going to go ahead of you. So whatever you do, make sure you gain insight. That's my message. And I'm going to rehash basically what insight is so, to get your juices flowing because I want to hear from you. I said, what is insight? Insight is the power. It's power of seeing through seemingly complex things, complex people, complex problems and complex situations. It is the ability to dissect and comprehend things, people and situations with relative ease. So relative ease. You make it, you're so good or you're so bad that what makes people sweat is a breeze for you. God is taking us to another level in Jesus' name. Insight, it is also the capacity to gain accurate and deep understanding of someone or something resultant in good judgment. It helps you to know what best to do in every situation. I said and I said again, insight enables foresight and foresight grants access to farsight and farsight empowers one with oversight and with oversight you will reign in life. I said you will reign in life. If you are not saying amen, if you are not reigning, you are under the situation. I said we will reign in life. And then I published a few things and I hope multimedia will have those slides. The first one that I publish is that insight is the winner's edge. Anybody that is ahead of you, except it is luck, he has more insight than you. That's the difference. Whether you like this or not, that's the truth. Insight determines levels. Insight is the winner's edge. The next one I published that insight takes you to the top. You can hardly get to the top <laughs> without insight. And most and generally, the quantum or the level of your insight determines your level in life. And that's the thing about, about Christians. We know a lot about the Bible. We don't know a lot of wisdom. We don't have a lot of insight. In fact, I think there's more insight outside the church than inside the church. I am for the church. This is my family. But my experience is that there's more insight outside the church than inside the church. We need to take back what is our own. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I, 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 there's a scripture that says, um, the spiritual man has insight into all things, which is how it is supposed to be. 
It says he has insight into everything and so he mesmerizes other people. They cannot understand how he does what he does. You know, Satan did not stop us from seeing the Holy Spirit, seeing about the Bible and the Gospels. You know what he did? He blocked our ability to access insight. He tampered with it. So you have a lot of scripture, very little insight. And so what God said, we struggled to prove it. You don't know about God. God knows what to do in every situation. That's the master of insight. How can insight give birth to you and you lack insight? Something is wrong. Insight helps resolve problems. I published that too on the chat group. Insight helps to resolve. No, no. Insight makes for prosperity. Bring that one up. Insight makes for prosperity. Look at the scripture. Proverbs 16 verse 20. The common English Bible says, those with insight, they find what? Prosperity. And those who trust God are blessed. <laughs> blessed and prosperity better go together. Goodness and mercy. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> May insight help us to find prosperity in Jesus' name. So I publish also, insight helps resolve problems. You don't understand that it is people that solve other people's problems that climb to the top. It's not by being nice. If you've sought problems like robotics, you will have money. If you have insight, when they started Facebook, even the name sounds speak to me, Facebook. When I first heard it, I said, what Facebook? What has face got to do with book? Oh, I didn't have insight. Now everybody's face is in that Facebook. <laughs> you know where you don't have insight? People are so ahead of you. The guy that did Facebook, he was waiting. Many years after, everybody has an account of Facebook. Silly name to call the technology, but it doesn't matter anymore. May God help us in Jesus' name. Insight helps resolve problems. It drives success and aids accomplishment. And I published another one. says, insight makes all the difference. Insight makes all the difference. I think I published that yesterday or something. Insight makes... Please say it with me. Insight makes all the difference. Pharaoh had a lot of wise men. When the king had a problem, the man that interpreted the dream was not going to be number two. No, is the man that had the insight of how to solve the problem the dream was pointing to that became number two. No interview. Nothing. It was granted one time. When you can sort problems, you know what it means to be sought after. Insight makes all the difference. Oh, you don't have that slide. Okay, I published that, I think, this morning. I, I've done so much work. I just hope you get it. So it is time for us to gain insight. And that's why I, I, I themed what we're going to discuss today, gain insight. Because it is time for us not to have insight, to gain insight. Insight is gain. Once you have it, there's nothing like I have insight, you gain insight. Any area you 
access inside, you gain, you promoted. It kicks you up. It, you springboard. How many of you are ready to springboard? You know what springboard is? When you want to dive, you go bam, 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 bam. Up, you go. Up, you go. Effortlessly. May the Lord grant us springboarding in whatever we set our heart to accomplish by the power called insight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you an example and I want you to lift up your hand if you want to contribute, you want to ask a question. I want to be sure, my brethren, I am not leaving you behind. Trust me, I am moving. Let me warn you about something. I am not the fellow that you used to know. I am moving because you cannot have insight without gaining. Gaining acceleration, gaining momentum, gaining levels, gaining houses, gaining a lot of things. Trust me. Don't let me try and fool you. I am not the same person you used to know. Once I started studying insight, I got changed. I don't want to leave anybody behind. But if you get left behind, it is your fault. Because this is the third, fourth time I'm talking about insight. And I think I'm going to write that book on insight. It's going to be a bestseller because I didn't read this. I was taught. And the world will know what some people are hiding. I'm going to reveal it. God will help us in Jesus' name. I want to give you an example. Listen to this. Until Job got the insight to pray for his terrible friends that could have helped him, that didn't help him, he remained stuck in his misery. Think about it. Until Job got the insight to pray for his terrible friends. And you've been in that situation where your friends betray you. They didn't help you. They talk bad about you. And there you are moping and so on. It doesn't promote you. There's no gain in moping. Until he got the insight to pray for his friends, he remained stuck in misery. Let me tell you something about insight. Many things bow to insight. It's not just casting, I'm, I'm pray, casting demons and so on. Many things bow to to insight. When the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, I, I saw another translation today say wisdom is the excellent thing or something like that. I, I, I remember the way I said what? You know, you don't understand. The same way things bow to prayer. The same way things bow to money. Many more things bow to insight. May the Lord cause us to, to gain insight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to remember that insight is that thing that gives you the advantage of knowing what best to do in all situations. Job's situation was not self-inflicted. It didn't do anything wrong. But the fact that he didn't do anything wrong did not change his situation. It took insight to change his situation. You wanna, I want to ask you, why didn't God change Job's situation when Job, when Job may not know what happened? He couldn't explain what happened. His friend said, you must have done something, that's why I like it. He could not explain it. He was not there when there was the argument was going on between God and Satan. He was just the victim. He could not understand it. He could not explain it. Then why didn't God just change it? Why did he need insight before God could change it? 
Imagine a situation you're crying about and God is waiting for you to open up your mind, get insight, and God's going to turn it around like that. I release that prophecy to someone as you gain insight, everything's going to turn around for good in Jesus' name. I thought I was going to hear the right kind of amen. Any man that shows insight, can I hear an amen? Listen to this scripture. Proverbs 18 verse 2, the New Living Translation says, Fools have no interest in understanding. You know what they like? They want to air their own opinions. You're going to learn something today. You're going to learn the trap called opinion as opposed to the power called insight. They stand against each other. They're never in agreement, usually. Fools have no interest in understanding or they have no interest in insight. They want to air their own opinions. What is an opinion? An opinion is what you think based on your experiences or based on how you feel. What is an opinion that people like to hold on to? It is nothing more than what you think based on your experiences or based on how you feel. So there is uh, a conflict between opinion and insight. Insight is not based on just your experiences. It's not based on what you feel. It is something that God breathes into you and when you access it and you launch it, things change forever. You know what an opinion is? It's your own. Insight is not your own. Insight is what you gain. And so, when you are opinionated, you are full of yourself and there's no room for insight to be birthed through you. Now, until Job, until Job stopped airing his opinion about his friends as to they being miserable comforters until he stopped airing his opinion and finally got the insight to pray for them, he remained stuck in his misery. I don't think you're hearing me. If you're hearing me, you'll be staring in your seat. Say, yeah, what is going on here? Until Job stopped airing his opinion. And what was his opinion? Your miserable comforters. He remained stuck until he finally got the insight and the insight to pray did not agree with his feelings. You know what I said about opinion? It's based on your feelings. Are you with me? Your opinion has to do with your experiences or your feelings. So when, when you get an insight, it usually has nothing to do with how you feel. I'm sure Job didn't feel like praying, but the, 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 the inspiration that birthed that insight said, just pray and see what will happen. Would you, continue, would you like to continue casting your opinions and you're still in the same circle? Or you, would you like God to give you insight and you do something and God just steps in? The Bible says the moment he prayed, not for God to change his life, prayed for his friends. He prayed this way, blessing came this way. That's not usually what we call prayer. We pray that God get me out of this. That is not what worked. Ins insight tells you Gives you the key. One small key, big door, double leaf door opens. Bible says God turned around his captivity and gave him twice as much in an accelerated way. Suddenly, all his friends came back. 
Everybody came back and they brought gifts. Somebody say inside. I beg, tell me, who told Job what to do? I know you know the Bible more than me. Who told Job what to do? Was it his feelings? Could, could it have come from his feelings? His friends judged him. His wife said, curse God and die. You see, when you've been through battering like that, you're not in a very generous state. Pray for who? Because I didn't slap the fellow. Pray. No, it didn't come from his feeling. It, was no, it could never come from his opinion. Can I warn you about something? Stop elevating your opinion. It may be the worst thing you're doing. You, you need to step it down a little bit. Open yourself up so that you can get insight that will change things suddenly. He finally got the inspiration or the insight to pray for them and being stuck became history. As a matter of fact, this opinion thing, look at the social media. What do people do in social media? They're voicing and airing their opinions. Why are you all doing this? What goes on today's world is about airing your opinion. You know, Satan is wicked. If you're so into airing your opinion, you're not likely to get any insight into anything. I'm going to show it to you. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 12, the Living Bible. But my son, be warned. There's no end of opinions ready to be expressed. You spend 12 hours a day expressing opinion. No insight into anything that matters. And the people keep saying, just say, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. I want insight that will change my life. But my son, who is that person God is speaking to? Be warned. <laughs> there is no end of opinions ready to be expressed. Studying them can go on forever and become exhausting. Now, opinions by themselves are not bad. But the danger is they could block out insight. Did somebody hear me? You're not sounding like you're here with me. What's going on? Opinions are not bad in themselves, but they tend to block out insight. If you're too busy expressing and airing your opinion, you're not likely to ever get any insight. And that's what the world is tending to say. The children don't even listen to parents. Everything, they have an opinion. Opinion, opinion. Have you not noticed? Opinion forming, opinion expression, opinion bantery, opinion forcing on people is the order of the day. That's why there's no insight. Even when people come to church, they have an opinion. Why is he wearing sneakers? They have an opinion. Why is the light blue? They have an opinion. And all through the time, the Holy Spirit is releasing insight. You know what happened? Opinion blocks out insight. Let's talk about strong opinions. I'm talking about ordinary opinions. Hello. Hello. Do you know anybody that has very strong opinions? 
if you are not shaking your head, you're lying. Do you know somebody, and the person may be sitting on that seat you're sitting on, strong opinion. Like Grace, people like you that are quiet like this, I think that sometimes, now you the Gidiba. No, I'm not saying she has. I said sometimes quiet people, they may not express it, but they will not do anything else but what opinion they have. Strong opinions. May God deliver all of us from strong opinions. It's better you have strong insight. What do I want to do with opinion? What do opinion do for anybody? Hello, have you not noticed? You've been carrying your opinion all over the place. You're still on the same level. One insight, you forget everybody with opinion. You zip past them as if you're never on the same level with them. When they say somebody is opinionated, please, once somebody call you opinionated, go into your prayer room and start praying, Father, deliver me. Because opinions, <laughs> I don't even know, if opinions can block out insight, imagine what strong opinions can do. A word is sufficient for the wise. Listen to Job. This same Job that held on to his opinion and he was airing his opinion how his friends were miserable comforters. Yes, they are. But your opinion is not going to change your situation. Why didn't you wait for the insight? This is Job speaking in Job 32 verses 7 to 8. The message Bible says, I kept thinking. Opinion. Experience will tell that experience is what is superior. The longer you live, the wiser you become. Opinion. But I see I was wrong. It is God's spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty One, that makes wise human insight possible. To say I was wrong means I'm not dealing in the opinion trade anymore. I'm connecting with the source of insight. That's what happened to Job. That's what happened to Job. I wonder if there's anybody under the sound of my voice or watching me or listening online who's going to realize that this strong opinionated life doesn't help. He says, I, have, I was wrong. It is God's spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty One, that makes wise human insight possible. Once he subscribed to that, everything changed. That's when he could pray for his friends, and that's when God moved. May we get it right, and may God move fantastically in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. I'll take you to Revelation 3, verse 18, the New King James Version. Listen to this very interesting. You're going to see Revelation in another light because hi, insight. It says, I counsel you, child of God, to buy from me, buy, which means it's going to cost you. Gold refined in the fire, that's fine. That you may be rich, that's fine. And white garment that you may be clothed, that's fine. That the shame, come on now, of your nakedness may not be real. And to buy from me, and anoint your eyes with eyesalve that you may see. From the word sight, you get 
inside the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so if it is not or if it's not enlightened it will be the eyes of your non-understanding misunderstanding no understanding darkened and you stumble through life insight is when the eyes of your understanding becomes enlightened you have more than sight you now have insight god says i counsel you come and buy the New Living Translation says, so I advise you, at least you will answer to one. You will respond to one. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, then you will be rich. Say amen. <laughs> also buy white garments from me so that you will not be ashamed by your nakedness and anoint, an ointment. Buy from me anointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. Look, listen to the English there so that you will be able to see so that up until now you may have eyes but not quite be able to see so that you will be able to see what you need to see and how you ought to see it and how to, oh, Matula arrange stuff and you're gone. I want to announce to somebody, say please let me announce to you that I am changing very fast please i am just warning you don't say i left you if you get left behind now you cause them for yourself this insight i'm going to preach it i'm going to explain it and i'm i know that you're listening to me verse 19 says i correct and discipline everyone i love so be diligent and turn from your indifference can somebody tell me what does indifference mean Turn from your indifference. Means whatever pastor says, he just said his own. I'm holding on to my opinionated life. Everything plus one that doesn't concern you, you have an opinion. Your indifference may be putting you in incarceration. Incarceration means imprisonment. And when you're imprisoned, you can't go anywhere. You're stuck. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. It is either you gain insight or you lose out. It is either from this time you gain insight or you lose out. You cannot not have insight and you do not lose out. You are going to lose out. For instance, potential cannot answer to lack of insight. If you don't gain insight, as God has blessed us in grace assembly, I have never heard this message before. You are going to lose out. It's about time. Just like Job, when he insight said, pray for your friends. Zip! Everything changes. My prayer is things are going to change for better for us in a fantastic way in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, it is time to gain insight. Look for somebody else. Look, eyeball them. Say, it is time for you and me to gain insight. Um, I got a message from Toby's mom this morning speaking about this series. I, I want you to help me post that. I, I think I sent it to multimedia. She, I just, I, I, it shows somebody is listening. Do you have that comment? Aha. 
Let's read this together. It says, insight cannot be overemphasized. The moment you test it, it becomes part of you and you start operating with wisdom, harnessing every opportunity that comes your way. It's like a lighted bulb in the darkness, a very powerful tool. Can you help me appreciate this lady of the Lord? A very powerful tool. I told you, definition of insight is the power <laughs> to be able to unravel things with relative ease. You become like a God. When Joseph said, it's not a problem, this is what we got to do. What? Where can we find a man like this? Daniel spoke, said, where can we find a man like this? In whom there's excellent wisdom, insight like the gods, promotion, bam, and release the, the ability to be promoted to every member of Grace Assembly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not going to be business as usual anymore. If you have the faith and you're going to receive the insight, you're going to experience it to the glory of God. Blessed be God in Jesus' mighty name. And I want to race to the story of Ruth. You know, two weeks ago, I broke it down with ten virgins. Thank you, Pastor Omi, for letting them know how my God you can't miss it. Breaking it down. The blind man can see it. The deaf person can hear it. There's no excuse for anybody in Grace Assembly anymore to remain insightless. I talk about learning how to ask insightful questions. One of the, pe the people I remember the most are people that ask me questions. I say, who said that? Come and stand here by me. It's not just insightful uh, answers. The kind of question you ask would set you apart from all the opinionated people milling around the place. Forget. The story of Ruth is a story that demonstrates the power and the full potential of insight and births all-round success. I'm sure you've never seen it like that before because God gave me an insight into this. What happened in this story? Two ladies... In the same situation, we're given equal opportunities. But the opportunity looked like a bust, bro broke, bust, busted old man called Naomi. You see, inside sees what other people can see. Two ladies in the same situation were given equal opportunities just like the ten virgins. Then the message Bible where we read it from, um, the, the, we met, read the Matthew 25, it called them smart and silly. Five, five. Now we have two. There must be one smart one, one silly one. Let's see the story and learn the power of insight. But before I even talk about that, let me excite you about this reality that it was Rahab's insight. She was a prostitute. And you know what happens? Once you get to a certain age, no more customers. She was in a dead-end life. And the same people that patronize her are the ones that will stone her. She was coming to the end of her, whatever life she had. But 
it was her insight as to how to relate with Joshua's spies that were sent to Jericho that saved her and guess what? And even brought her out of that situation and brought her into the lineage of Christ. If you read about the lineage of Christ in the book of Matthew, you will see Rahab's name there. She was not even Jewish. Insight took a prostitute of no reputation from a doomed city where virtually everybody was slaughtered took her out with her family and plunked her in the lineage of Christ. Babe. Somebody say insight. You know, insight is knowing what best to do in any circumstances. Your city has been doomed to be destroyed. You are a prostitute who are going nowhere and everybody else was going down and all of a sudden insight brings you out. And springboards you. Do you know what it means? In the inner family of Christ. When they're lining up the people directly related to Jesus Christ. Her name is there. Where were the people in Jericho that had opinions? No insight. Plus their children's children's children. What happened to them? Zero. Insight is such power. That it can take you from zero to hero like that. I wonder why we never knew this power. We never studied it. But we're going to catch up in Jesus' name. Now, let's talk about Ruth. So Ruth, by insight, there were two ladies, Opa and Ruth, in exactly the same situation. With exactly the same opportunity, one lacked insight, one gained insight. <laughs> I'm afraid if you don't get this, I'm done. <laughs> Nobody can help you. If you don't get it now, you're done. It's all over the Bible. And so Ruth by insight proved herself to be the smart one while Oprah proved to be the silly one. Now that's a nice way to put a devastation. When they say silly, it doesn't sound bad. But the silly was destroyed. Nothing to show for it. <laughs> Inside helped Ruth to know what best to do in her extremely bad situation. While Naomi, who should have known better, was busy airing her opinion about the situation of things. It was Naomi that said, if I, I'm finished. Ah, if I even, I can't marry me, anybody can marry me, I'm told. Even if they marry me, I can't have children. Even if I have children, you cannot marry. She was just airing opinion, no insight as to the possibilities. So insight is not a function of age. You missed that? Insight is not a function of age. And insight is not a function of how they born you. She was Jewish, no insight. A Moabitess. Hey, may somebody that's never given an offering, somebody that never come to church, not sweep inside by your side and then you begin to serve that person. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Moabitess. Got inside. Naomi was rehashing her nonsense opinion. This thing about opinion and insight being enemies, it is true. 
I said in one of my slides that I sent out that insight helps resolve problems, it drives success, and it aids accomplishment. Now, lack of insight, which is the opposite of insight, impacts upon your generations. If you're not listening to me, shut up. Lack of insight impacts upon your generation for good or for evil. i give you an example. Adam, I told you on Sunday. Adam's lack of insight is what makes today sickness, cancer, poverty, squalor, arm robbery, all these things. Somebody that lacked insight introduced that and all of us are dealing with it. Esau lacked insight. Guess what? He was the firstborn. The covenant of Abraham was supposed to pass to him. When he was hungry, his opinion was that if I don't eat, I will die. He went out in the morning, came back in the late afternoon, and he, his opinion about the level of poverty was he was going to die. Can I tell you something? If you don't eat for seven days, it will not kill you. As long as you drink water. You know, people with strong opinions, you can't help them. So he traded his birthright for somebody that had insight. And you know what? God did not take it from Jacob. Because God is always with the person that has insight. You can criticize him all you like. You can say he can't speak in tongues. Now you sabi. God usually flows with the person that has insight. So Jacob was going to have insight. And guess what? All the sons of Esau till today are subject to the lack of insight of their progenitor. And all the sons of Jacob, you know what the Bible says? I have not asked the sons of Jacob to seek me in vain. The sons of Jacob have the sure mercies of David. One man's insight, everybody under him gets blessed. One man's lack of insight. Let me go on. They saw lack of insight. What happened to him and Jonathan, his son? What about Absalom? Handsome son of the king, no insight. Died a shameful death. What about Adonijah? The same thing. Along comes Solomon. The wife, the son of the woman... is the one that got insight the insight to listen to his father the insight to know how to provoke God and when God showed up he was waiting for God he did not hesitate God was so impressed he said plus what you didn't ask for he said nobody will ever be like you was that an opinion? no that was insight this message is about it's time to gain insight. If you don't, everything coming from your loins to many generations are going to pay the price. If you don't like what you're getting because the people before you lacked insight, you need to stop it now, gain insight. Like Rahab, Rahab, I don't know what came before her, but after her, boom, lineage of Christ. Glory to God. And what about, we're now talking about Ruth as well. Ruth was a Moabitess. I read Ruth chapter 2, verse 1, the New Living Translation. 
You either gain insight or you simply lose out. Correct. And everybody and everything around you will come into that. Ruth 2 verse 1, the New Living Translation says, Now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi's husband, Elimelech. Ruth married early to a prince of Israel that was a refugee in Moab. Even in Moab, things didn't work for them. The father died, the two sons died. So at a young age, she had the label of a widow. And how come you marry somebody, person die, papa die, his brother die? The mama is almost a beggar. And how come you don't even have a child? Pregnancy we not even see. So not only are you secondhand, you're bad market. You know, the, the rule before is that if the brother dies, your husband dies, <laughs> the other brother will take you over. None of them survived. Thorough bad, bad market. And when she was going to get married, described, the description of the man is a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem called Boaz. All the virgins in Bethlehem that were waiting, she jumped them past. All the people that were arranging that, and she was not Jewish. It was not even allowed. And God allowed it to stay because she had insight. Okay, let's read it. Now, Ruth 1, 14 to 18, I'm going to read quickly from the New Living Translation. And um, you know what happened when they were going, they, they went with the mother-in-law, Naomi, and Naomi tried to get them back. Let's read this. It says, and again, they wept together, and Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi, look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You do the same. Opinion versus insight. Strong opinion. The one that is Jewish, this is her opinion. No insight. You do the same, but Ruth replied. Somebody read me, but Ruth replied, say, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. I can't hear you. Wherever you leave, I will leave. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and I will be buried there. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. When you have insight, you become resolute. I said many things bow to insight. Naomi bowed to insight. She was the one that says, go back, you go and do the same. She bowed to insight. Now, there's a quotation by Marie Folio. Folio says, insight without action is worthless. So if you have insight, like we would say, Ruth had insight, but she did not take action. What will have come of it? Where are you? 
If she had insight but she did not take action, what will have come of the insight? Nothing. What was the action? She stood her ground. Look at what she said. Where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. What you go, you're going to be, I go. Where? She, many levels, many levels. See, she says, let me read it to you. Don't ask me to leave you. One, wherever you go, I'll go. Two, wherever you die, I'll leave, I'll leave. Three, your people will be my people. Four, your God will be my God. Five, wherever you die, I die. Six, and I will bury there. Then she put almost a curse. <laughs> May the Lord punish me. Seven. Insight without action is useless. Now let me read verses 11 to 16, still on the Ruth matter, Ruth chapter 2. When she met Boaz, he was a prince of the day. He was the one all the women are praying for. Those that were virgins, they were Jewish, they had everything good, they had pedigree, along comes this fairly used, bad market that's not even Jewish. How can you ever imagine? Somebody say inside. Somebody say inside. This is Boaz talking to her. He says, yes, I know, Boaz replied. But I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live among complete strangers. And look at this. Insight. Look at what is producing. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. 13. I hope I continue to please you, sir, she replied. You have comforted, comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I'm not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her and said, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and she had some left over. Verse 15, when Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men. Let her gather grain right amongst the sheaves without stopping her. And pull out some honey heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. Long before she got married to him, insight had changed things to her. Favor. Some people pray about favor. But you lack insight. It's only your opinion that you follow. You don't even know what is going to work. Let's read Ruth 13, 1 to the end. You're going to have to bring the Bible up there. Okay, let me try and see whether I can move faster than you. Ruth 13, 1 to the end. Okay, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. I want you to see how insight works. She was in a bad position. Her sister, or whatever it is, agreed and went back to what would be the norm, the monormal thing. She went away. We never heard of Opa again. Okay, I'm going to read that. Are you learning something? Okay. So I'm going to try and read. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So let's stay with that. 
One day, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it is time that I found a permanent home for you so that you'll be provided for. She didn't ask. He has been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women tonight. He'll be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now do as I tell you. The woman that was had the wrong opinion has now begun to profit from the insight of, 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 of Ruth. And now she's beginning to give strategic ins, instructions. Oh my God. God, may we be in the right company in Jesus' name. What if she had stayed with her parents who don't know what to do, who are not going anywhere? It says, now do as I tell you. Take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he, he has finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down and go and uncover his feet and lie down there and he will tell you what to do. And she said, I will do everything you say because she had an insight that the future is with this woman. Shriveled up, old, broke, busted, disgusted, no husband, no son. Looks like she's the epitome of bad news and bad luck. But she knew my future is with this woman. And she says, I will do everything you say. When you find by inside the person that your future is with, don't let people separate you. What is with people? The reason why some of us are here is we have, we have drifted away. She says, I will do everything you say. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking, was in good spirit, he lay down at the far end of the city. And then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet, lay down. Around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over and he was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant Ruth, she said. He says, spread the corner of your covering over me for you are my family redeemer. The Lord bless you, my daughter, Boaz exclaimed. You're showing even more family loyalty now that you did before. For you have not gone after a younger man, whether rich or poor. Now don't worry about a thing, my daughter. I will do what is necessary for everyone in town knows you're a virtuous woman. Hmm. And while it is true that I'm one of your family redeemers, there is another man who is more closely related to you than I am. Stay here tonight and in the morning I will talk to him if he's willing to redeem you. Very well. Let him marry you but if he's not willing then as surely kato, as the Lord leaves I will redeem you myself. Now lie down here until the morning. So Ruth lay at Boaz's feet until the morning. She got up before it was light for people to recognize and all that. And then verse six, 15 then Boaz said to her Bring your cloak and spread it. And he measured six scoops of barley into her cloak and placed it on her back. Then he returned to the town. When Ruth went back to her mother-in-law, Naomi said, what happened, my daughter? She knew something was going to happen. Ruth told Naomi everything Boaz had done for her. And she said, he gave me six scoops of barley and said, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter until we hear what happens. The man won't rest until he has settled things today. May the person that can change your life to how it ought to be have no rest until he does it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm reading what starts out like a fiasco. A disqualified woman 
With a bad karma and aura that your husband died young, you never even got pregnant. You, how? Everything about you is bad. Your bad, your bad market becomes this person. Now, Ruth 4, 13 to 17, I read from the New Living Translation. Um, I think you have that. So, it's subtitled, Boaz marries Ruth. Can you go to her? Go to the slide. In my Bible, it's subtitled, Boaz, against all odds, married, marries Ruth. So, Boaz took Ruth into his home. And she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant, which means she had serious barrenness issue. You know, insight positions you for amazing things to happen for you. The Lord enabled her to become pregnant. Hey. If she didn't have insight, she would have died barren with her Moabites, losers, of no consequence. And she gave birth to a son. Verse 14, then the woman of the town, women of the town said to Naomi, her mother-in-law, praise the Lord who has provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. What a prayer. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast and she cared for him as if he were her own because her husband had died, her two sons had died. Verse 17, the neighbor women said, very important, now at last Naomi has a son again and they named him Obed and he became the father of Jesse, the grandfather of David. Two women, same situation, same opportunities. One had an opinion, one gained insight. The story tells itself. The child became the grandfather of David. And Jesus is called the son of David. I said insight will enable you to, to do what is best in any circumstance. Insight takes you to the top. Insight will help you resolve impossible problems and even turn it around to great advantage. What is this spirituality everybody's carrying around that is not, is not in tandem with wisdom and insight? What happened to all the virgins? What happened to all the relatives? How come the person with the worst case becomes this? First Kings 4 verse 29, contemporary English version says, Solomon was brilliant. Why? Because God had blessed him with insight and understanding. The great man Socrates said this a long time ago. I don't know who taught him. When you want wisdom and insight as badly as you want to breathe, it is then you shall have it. How does the Bible put the same thing Socrates said? Proverbs 2 verse 3, the New Living Translation says, cry out for insight. It didn't say ask. Cry 
Not just cry, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Job, the great man, went through good times, bad times to good times and wrote Job 32 verse 8, 7 to 8, the message Bible says, I kept thinking experience and opinions are important. But I see I was wrong. It is God's spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty that makes wise human insight possible. I want to close with Proverbs 21 verse 16. The common English Bible says, people who wander from the path of insight will rest in the company of the dead. Not only are you supposed to find insight, gain insight, you must remain the path of insight, otherwise you're just dead waiting to be buried. Opa was long dead waiting to be buried. She died a long time ago before she was buried. I want you to stand to your feet. I want to pray this prayer for you. I've read it, I believe, in the New Living Translation, but I'm going to read it in the Common English Bible now, Philippians 1, verse 9 to 10. It says, this is my prayer for you, that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you'll be able to decide what really matters. You will be able to decide what really matters as Solomon did. Look at the result. You will be able to decide what really matters as Rahab did and you see the results. You will be able to decide what really matters as Ruth did and we see the results. Her son became the grandfather, the great grandfather of David. I want you to put your hand on your chest. Begin to pray. Bible says cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Praise the Lord, deliver me from being opinionated. Deliver me from this traffic of people posting opinions over everything instead of waiting silently to receive and to gain insight. Insight that takes one to the top. Insight that helps you make great decisions no, no matter the circumstances so that the stone that was rejected can still become the chief cornerstone. If you're here, you're not in a good place. You better be praying like you lost your mind. It didn't say just cry. It said cry out for insight. Can your case be as bad as Ruth's case? Look at how she ended. A wealthy, influential man called Boaz. A prince of the people. Hey, insight brought anointing to be an enablement to conceive and birth. Boaz. I beg your pardon, and birth Obed, who became the grandfather of David. I want you to praise the Lord. It took me a long time to know something called insight. Don't let me, oh my father, don't let me end up. Like people in the Bible that lacked insight. Don't let me be like them. All their children and grandchildren suffered for their lack of insight. 
Don't let me be like Saul. Don't let me be like Esau. Don't let me make the mistake of Adam. Don't let me be like Adonijah. Don't let me be like Absalom. Father, help me. Socrates says, when you want insight as badly as you breathe, then you, it is then that you're going to have it. The Bible says, cry out for insight. Insight is the principal thing. Insight is the power that takes one from being rejected to being become the chief cornerstone. Insight takes the woman they call bad market to marry the wealthy and influential man. Inside caused Rahab to know how to relate when the whole city was condemned to total annihilation, to know what to do, that she was spared and she became one of the ancestors of our Lord Jesus Christ, a prostitute. I want you to pray. Tell the Lord, it's my time to gain insight. I'm done with my opinions. It's not opinion that I need, it's insight. Insight is what makes all the difference. Insight is the winner's edge. Lord, insight is what takes one to the top. Insight is what makes for prosperity. Cry out for insight. Your generations are going to suffer for lack of insight. For your lack of insight. Hey, 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 hey. Insight will tell you what best to do, not according to your feelings, not according to your experiences. Even the great man Job, as long as he was pandering to his opinions, nothing changed until insight told him to do what his flesh is not even thinking about. Insight gives direction. Oh, if you're here today, don't miss the opportunity to gain insight. Put your hand on your forehead and say, Lord, let my head not be filled with opinions of social media. I, I purge myself. I make room for insight, oh God. This trap of opinions, I purge myself. Only one insight is what I need. Of the making of many opinions, there's no end. Hey. May we not end up like Opa Die for lack of insight Zero with all her children and grandchildren. Zero. 
May we be like Ruth. Though your beginning was despicable, your latter end. The wise man in the book of Ecclesiastes but my son be warned. There's no end to opinion. Stop running around with people always talking, always talking, always casting opinions. Stop that. My son be warned. Studying them will go on forever and you don't have forever and you become exhausted. Burnt out. Failure. Father, Breathe upon me. Enlighten my darkness, O oh God. Help me know what to do in this tough situation that I find myself. If a Ruth can become Makota, a woman that was not even Jewish, a whole book is dedicated to a Moabitess. There are only two books named after women in the whole of the Bible. It's just Ruth and Esther. And Esther was Jewish. This woman was not even Jewish. The only thing I know about her is the insight she had. Stop begging people. Stop fighting. Ask for insight. It says cry for insight. Uh, ask for understanding. She didn't beg Boaz. Boaz went after her. It didn't matter that she was barren. It didn't matter that her husband died and then I thought maybe she killed her husband. Wait till something drowned. No, it didn't matter to him. Stop saying, look at my situation. Your situation is not as bad as Ruth's situation. To God, who is the creator of the ends of the earth, to God who is called the Almighty, the God and the Father of inspiration and insight, does not the Bible say, hey, hey, Job came to find out at the end of the matter that it is the spirit of God in one the breath of the almighty one that makes wise human insight possible cry to God and say Lord in all that you have blessed me please this one is key Don't, in this season that you are talking about inside change my life rain it down upon me let me gain inside so that I can gain promotion so that I can turn things around so I can gain honor so that I can become all that God wants me to be so that I can become a real success story like Ruth all round success all round success ah It's not too late for those of us over 60. Inside, 
developing from glory to glory when it matters the most because it is how you end that matters it's not even how you started Father Grace Assembly should never remain like this not after you have blessed us with the understanding of insight. No, 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 no. Not after we prayed about good success and our own success. Lord, the time has come. The stars are lined up for us. We're going to jump into the wind of insight. Oh, we're going to arise with a spirit of insight. Two books. In the whole of the Bible, written, titled after a woman, the first one is Ruth. Against all odds, the power of insight. Lord, help me to tap in to this wind, to this anointing, to this grace called insight. Let the power of insight kick into action in my life. Doing the impossible. Thank you, Father. I pray for Grace Assembly that nobody will be left behind. Thank you for this blessing of all blessings that you brought to my house. It will not be in vain, oh God. We will not end up like Abba. We're going to be like Ruth. We're going to be like Solomon. We're even going to be like Rahab. So that even people that are not living right, you will, you will, you will find mercy. You will, you will gain wisdom and insight. Thank you, Lord. Give you the glory, Lord. Those of you watching me online, don't miss out on it. This is a message for the hour. It's going to show forth the glory of God that we always thought we had. It's going to become manifest. The name of the Lord will be glorified. Blessed be our King. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You may be seated. I'm going to ask you to please find this message online. Lock yourself up. Listen to it. Share it for anybody you know. It's not enough to be spiritual. It's not enough to speak in tongues. It's not even enough to pray. Once you gain insight you become someone that needs no introduction. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.